me tell you something. I had one heck of a holy week. Anybody else? I feel like I talked to a lot of people, a lot of my friends who really encountered a lot of stress, a lot of sadness, a lot of suffering during Holy Week, right? A lot who had a, a very lenty Lent, if you will. And so really the circumstances of their life, of my life, matched what was going on throughout the Lenten season and into Holy Week. And this um, difficulty that I encountered last week, it happened both interiorly and exteriorly. It was like, come on, Lord. I, I want to enter into your suffering, right? But wow, I'm, I'm really experiencing you wanting to enter into mine. So there's this interior difficulty, um, suffering, sadness, and also my life was a bit of a mess over the past few weeks. So I really felt in sync with the liturgical calendar. And then on the horizon, here it comes, Easter Sunday, Jesus is resurrected and nothing has changed, right? Nothing in my life changed. Uh, my feelings didn't really change. My interior experience didn't really shift. I tried so hard to, to enter in and uh, to make my emotions match the liturgical calendar, but it just doesn't always happen that way, does it? Now there's a place for exercising our faith, right? Uh, stepping up and standing up in hope, but sometimes it's just hard. We're weary, right? And here's the hope and the truth of the resurrection for us to receive, but we're still in our hearts back here in Lent or in Holy Week. And I wonder if you can relate to that. I wonder if uh, your life more closely mirrors the life of Jesus during Holy Week than it does the resurrection. It's easier to relate to the betrayal of a friend like Jesus experienced on Holy Thursday. It's easier right now to unite our hearts and relate to Jesus in his physical suffering. Maybe you too are suffering with some ongoing, maybe even a mysterious illness or, or disease, some kind of physical ailment. So your heart is with Jesus on Good Friday. Maybe your heart is, is with the Lord in the tomb and you can relate uh, to grief, to loss in this season, in this moment. Maybe you can relate to the disciples in their disappointment, right? Kind of scratching their heads, looking around and thinking, I, I didn't think it was supposed to be this way. I thought I knew what was going on and I've been blindsided by this. Everything has changed. Maybe that's where you are today. Maybe life right now, or at least the past year, has felt like one long Holy Week. So what do we do when our circumstances and our feelings don't match the liturgical calendar? We turn to the word. We turn to scripture because every answer to every problem can be found in the pages of this book. So today we're gonna find the answer, one of many answers to this problem in Psalm 100 verse four. This is so good. Psalm 100 verse four. Now, I want to give you a little heads up. Psalm 100, the subtitle here is All Lands Summoned 
to praise God. And this is really what the church is prophetically calling us to do. They're summoning us to praise. They're summoning us to remember the goodness, the power, the mercy, the hope, the truth of the resurrection. So we're going to help our hearts to get on board with that with Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. You're like, okay, but come on, let me break it down for you. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. So if we want to encounter the Lord, if we want to come into God's presence, the, the entry point, the gates, if you will, are thanksgiving. This is how we even come into the presence of God is by giving thanks. Only when we give thanks can we move into praise, right? And I love in verse one, in chapter 100, verse four, it says, give thanks to him, bless his name. So the psalmist here doubles down on thanksgiving. And I want to encourage you today. I want to invite you today to double down on thanksgiving. Even if you don't feel it, double down on thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Give thanks to him. So in the word, we are extolled. We're summoned to give thanks to God. Why? Why do we need to give thanks to God? Well, first of all, because the word says so. God says so. So we're going to be obedient to his word. If he says give thanks, we're going to do that. If he says thanks is the entryway into his presence, we're going to believe him and we're going to give thanks to get into his presence. Then I want to tell you another reason why give thanks, because this is how prayer starts. If we want to help our heart to get on board, if mentally we're having a hard time grasping the resurrection, if maybe we're feeling a bit cynical that anything could change, right? That Jesus' resurrection could change anything for us. We're going to do it because that's the beginning of prayer. And finally, Thanksgiving changes us, changes our perspective, what we focus on. So that changes our attitude, that changes our heart. There's this beautiful waterfall effect. When we enter his gates with thanksgiving, things start moving, things start shifting in our eyes, in our minds, in our hearts. So I'm gonna help you today. This is where I want you to grab that piece of paper, your journal, your notes app, right? Open it up because we're gonna talk about what to give thanks for. I feel like you might need a little help with this. Right? It, if you haven't exercised your Thanksgiving muscle in a little while, I want to give you three ways to give thanks, three categories for giving thanks. Are you ready? I love a little alliteration. So they're all B's today. Basics, blessings, and bonus. Okay? This is what we're giving thanks for. Start out by giving thanks for the basics, things you don't even really have to think about, right? Thank you, God, that I woke up this morning. Thank you that there's breath in my lungs. God, thank you for giving me life. Thank you for this bed and this house and my family and the people I love. Thank you, God, for friends. Thank you for food in my refrigerator. Thank you for my car that works. It's not the best car. It's not the most beautiful car, but I have a car and it gets me places. God, thank you for my work. Thank you for my job. It's not where I wanna be, God. Yeah, my, my boss can be a jerk. 
Yeah, I'm struggling with that coworker, right? But we're changing our focus. We're changing our perspective to give thanks. God, thank you that you've given me a job. I know a lot of people in the world are looking for work and you've given me work. Thank you, God. Thank you that I have purpose in my life, that you've given me yourself. You've given me a message, right? You're, you're, you're getting into those basics. Thank you for faith. Thank you that I was baptized. Thank you that you have a good plan for my life. Thank him with those basics. Then we're gonna graduate. We're gonna get rolling. You can see how even as I started giving things, my purpose sort of shifted, my lens widened. This is what happens when we train our hearts to give thanks. We can't help but notice how much there is to give thanks for. So we've started with the basics. We're widening our lens now to the blessings, right? What has God done? Give thanks to him for things he's done. God, thank you that you sent your son, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you, God, for sending the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, God, for bringing me into your church and adopting me as your beloved daughter. Thank you, God, for setting me free. Thank you for forgiving my sins in the sacrament of confession. Thank you for healing in that relationship. Thank you, God, for the financial provision. Thank you for that bonus. Thank you for that work. Thank you for that special project. Thank you for helping me to get through that difficult conversation. Thank you for helping me write that email that I didn't want to answer, right? So ask him or thank him for the blessings, the ways that he has blessed you. Thank him for that. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Here's where it gets really fun. Here's where we can get really creative. This is the bonus. You want to thank him in all of those bonus ways that he has abundantly blessed you and helped you, ways that you didn't ask for, right? So I want you to think, I want you to get creative. If you haven't already started taking notes, I want you to write down these three categories, the basics, blessings, and bonus. So what's your bonus? What are those big beautiful things that the Lord has done? What are those subtle things that you might not have noticed? Really stretch your heart here to get creative and to see the ways that God has shown up for you. Jesus, thank you that you reside in the Blessed Sacrament. Thank you that every time I need you, you're there. Thank you for um, that smile today from that cashier. Thank you for that text message from my friend that I haven't talked to in a long time, Lord. That really brought me so much joy. Um, thank you uh, that someone brought me a coffee today. Thank you for that YouTube video that really encouraged me. Thank you, God, for that scripture that came just at the right time. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. I love to just pray that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. It gets me rolling. It gets us in the habit of thanksgiving. So what are you gonna thank God for today? I promise you, if you can open your heart and open your eyes to all there is to give thanks for, you will enter through those gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. You'll enter into his courts. You'll be with him more easily in prayer through thanksgiving. I learned this time and time again from Jenna. Jenna has a real heart and a real posture of thanksgiving. Now, I don't know how easily that came to her. I think over time, it developed into just a default posture. There's so much 
to give thanks for. We talked about this last week. How? Why are you always giving thanks? Why is Thanksgiving always your default? Well, there's so much to give thanks for. And only a person who has trained their Thanksgiving muscle, who enters through the gates of Thanksgiving every single day, can have that kind of attitude when they look about the, around their life. Despite suffering, despite hardship, there is always something to give thanks for. So God, we give you thanks for the gift of your son, Jesus, for his resurrection. We thank you for his death. We thank you that you've invited us into his suffering. And thank you, God, that we're not alone in our suffering. Thank you for the people who love us, the saints who come alongside us and intercede for us. Thank you for providing for all of our basic needs. God, thank you for health. Thank you for life and breath. Even if we're suffering, God, even if we're sick, there's so much to give thanks for because you never, ever leave us. Thank you that we are never alone. We love you, Lord. Give us the grace to remember that if we wanna get close to you, if we wanna enter into your courts, enter into your presence, it starts with thanksgiving. Make us a people who give thanks. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Friend, I wanna hear your number one, what are you thankful for today? Put it in the comments, and I'll see you next week. God bless you, bye.